0: Amen? Well, please take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. Last week we looked at Genesis, chapter 1. That was page 1 in your Bible. Genesis, chapter 2 is page 2 in your Bible. We're, We're making our way forward, aren't we? Well, our message series is called, Lord, Make My Life Count. And we are looking at a series of topics, each one that represents huge blocks of our lives. You're only given one life to live. And you want to be sure that you make that make your life count. So last week we started with work. Make your work count. Today we're going to look at the flip side of that. Make your rest count. And we'll see how the two of those work uh, together. But we're going to start with these verses from Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Please stand with me for the reading of God's word. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the word of God. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, we thank you for your word. It it teaches us, it helps us. And uh, Lord, I imagine this morning a lot of us need this word from you. On rest today. And uh, so, Lord, I pray that we would not only learn about rest from your word, but we would even experience rest and peace from your Holy Spirit uh, as we read these verses, uh, as we look at this teaching together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Okay, everybody, breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now stay awake for the rest of the message, okay? When was the last time you felt completely rested? Right? No anxiety. No stress. Completely calm. Completely relaxed. For some of us, it may have been some time. since we felt that way, right? I told someone earlier this week, I said, you know what I'm doing? I'm working hard on a sermon on rest. And that, that might sound contradictory at first, but you know what? It's really not. Work and rest go together. They go together in the Bible, one following after the other. In Genesis chapters 1, Genesis chapter 2. Last week, Genesis chapter 1, work. This week, Genesis chapter 2, rest. They go together in the Bible. They go together in life. You need a strong work ethic before you can develop a strong rest ethic. We hear a lot about work these days, but not as much about rest. It's been said that we have become a generation of people who worship our work, who work ...at our play... ...and who play... ...at our worship. Yeah, we've got it all mixed up, don't we? And these are all vital parts of our lives. It is essential that we get each of them... ...right. There are many of us who work hard... ...but we've never really learned how to rest. And so, today I want us to look at something... ...and maybe you've never really noticed this in the Bible before. There's a lot there. What does the Bible say about leisure... And rest. Because God does not call you to work yourself to the point of exhaustion. Rather, He calls you to live a life of balance. And so, my prayer as we look at these scriptures today is that God will give you a greater understanding of that balance between work and rest in your life, and that you will also discover the freedom to find Rest, true rest in the middle of your regular routines. There's an outline in your worship guide this morning. it has all of the scriptures and all of the points we're going to be covering. I'd encourage you to take that out. It will help you as we uh, to follow along with the message today as we see what does God's word have to say about making your rest count. And you see point number one there is simply this: we rest because God designed us. To rest—that's our first point. We rest because God designed us to rest. Uh, we read in Genesis two uh, that God rested after creation. Those verses we just looked at. By the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. That was the work of creation. So on the seventh day, He rested from all His work, and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it He rested from all the work of creating that He had done. Now, one thing we got to make clear here, God did not need to stop working, okay? It's not like He'd run out of ideas, okay? God is infinitely creative. He could have kept going if He'd wanted, right? And He certainly wasn't tired. He didn't rest because it's like, whoo, six days, creating the world. Man, I'm beat. i got to take a day off. No. Isaiah 40 says this, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth, he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. So God didn't need to rest on that seventh day. So why did he do it? Why did God rest? God rested because he was setting a pattern for you and for me. God rested after creation, and then he gave us The Sabbath, we already saw that in Genesis 2, but we read more about that in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. And therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. And made it holy. Fourth commandment. It's a lot longer than a lot of the other commandments, right? Some of them are real short. You shall not murder. That's all you get. Here we've got a lot in it. And we don't have time this morning to unpack all of this, to explore all of the particulars. How did it apply to Israel in the Old Testament? How does it apply to us today? This morning I just want you to get one very simple principle from it. I want you to see that God bases our rest on his rest. That God didn't need to rest, but we do. And we're not meant to keep going 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Why do we rest? We rest because God designed us to rest. And God gave us the Sabbath. The Sabbath is God's good gift to us. It's a gift for you. Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. This gift of the Sabbath, this was a gift God gave for you. It was made for you. You weren't made for it. God gives us one day a week when we can say, you know what? No work today. We cease from work in order to rest and to worship Him. But this idea of Sabbath uh, in the Bible, it includes more than just a, a day of rest, one day a week because there were also special Sabbath days, and then even Sabbath years when the land was left unplowed and unused. The word Sabbath simply means to cease, to cease from work. And here in Genesis, uh, God draws a boundary line between work and rest. At creation, God drew boundary lines between night and day, between earth and sky, between land and water, At the same time, he also drew this boundary line between work and rest. And then when we turn to the New Testament, we we find that Jesus needed rest. Now, he didn't need rest as God. He was fully God. But as a human being, he needed rest just like anyone else. We read in the Gospel of Mark, remember, Jesus sleeping in the back of the boat. Maybe you've heard that one. Or in the Gospel of John, he's he's traveling through Samaria. we, We read that he was tired from the journey. He sat down by the well. He rested. Jesus often got away from the crowds and just spent some time by himself and with his heavenly Father. And the point here is if Jesus needed rest, how much more do we not only did Jesus need rest, but Jesus' disciples needed rest too. We read in Mark chapter 6, the, the apostles gathered around Jesus and they reported to Him all they had done and taught. They'd been working hard, right? And then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place. Get some rest. He didn't send them right back out again. He said, get some rest. See, there's a time for work. There's a time for play. God rested after creation. Then God gave us the Sabbath. Why? Because we need rest. We need a good night's sleep every day. We need one day of rest each week. We need mini breaks during the day. We need some of those longer occasional breaks, vacations and all to refuel and recharge. you want to make your rest count? then work hard when you work and rest well when you rest. Don't worship your work or work at your play. We rest first of all because God designed us to rest. That's our first point this morning. Secondly, we rest to enjoy God's good gifts. We rest to enjoy the good things That God has given us in this world. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy 4, everything God created is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the Word of God and prayer. God created a rich world for us with so many things, uh, so many good things to enjoy. And, you know, too often we think of rest simply in terms of sleep. Or entertainment. But the Bible speaks so much of of rest. Uh, We find so many forms of leisure and rest throughout the word of God. There's sleeping. There's eating and drinking. Family. Mealtimes. Feasts. Hospitality. In the Bible we find cultural pursuits such as music and the arts and writing and dance. You'll find physical recreation. Gardening. Enjoyment of nature, education, literature, even children's games to play. How cool is that? I mean, we've got this all decorated up with children's games this week. It's in the Bible. We don't have time to go through that whole list this morning, uh, but let me highlight just a few of the things from that list for you. First of all, enjoy family, food, and friends. It's one of God's good gifts to you. We read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. And so food and drink, those are good gifts. God wants you to enjoy them. Make sure that you do. We read in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 Go, eat your food with gladness. Drink your wine with a joyful heart. For it is now that God favors what you do. Always be clothed in white and always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife whom you love. And then Solomon takes kind of a dark turn, as he often does in this book. All the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun. All your meaningless days, for this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Now, don't get distracted by all that meaningless stuff at the end of the verse. In context, it's talking about the meaninglessness of life Apart from God. But you notice that even within that context. God says, hey, you can still enjoy His good gifts. And if you can do that even apart from God. How much more may we enjoy God's gifts. When we worship Him. When we do all things to His glory. When we acknowledge Him as the giver. And give Him thanks for all His good gifts. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice foods, sweet drinks. Send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And folks, family, food, and friends, those are some of God's greatest gifts to us. When people ever ask me, Pastor Ray, what are you most thankful for in life? I always say, well, I'm most thankful for Jesus and my salvation. But after that, I'm thankful for my family. I just go there next. I love my family. These are God's greatest gifts, so take the time to enjoy them. When you eat, slow down and enjoy. Use all your senses. God gave you all these senses for a reason. Take a look at your food before you eat it. Look at the colors, look at the textures. Then enjoy those amazing smells that God's built into your food and, and designed you. Does anybody smell bacon? I'm I'm thinking bacon right now, right? Isn't that one of the most wonderful smells? For some people, it's coffee. For other people, it's baking, you know? But I'm still stuck on bacon. But enjoy your food. Use your senses. Taste. Take the time to, to savor every bite. Don't just gulp it down. And then when you're with your family or friends, be fully engaged. Disconnect from work. Disconnect from social media and the internet. Turn off the smartphones. Unless you're playing a smartphone game with each other, right? Then you're interacting. But be present with each other. Make your rest count. Enjoy God's good gift of family, food, and friends. And then next, enjoy the blessing of play. The blessing of play. A lot of people didn't know the Bible talks about children's games. Games are right in the Bible. It's important to God. When the uh, prophet Zechariah, you're going, what, we're going to go to Zechariah for this? Yep, Old Testament prophet Zechariah. He's describing the blessing, God's blessing on the land. And he's talking about all these blessings. He, He includes this, the city streets will be filled with boys and girls playing there. Isn't that beautiful? That means that brings joy to God's heart. And it's a good gift to us. Now, of course, children spend more time playing than working. As adults, we spend more time working than playing. When you're a teen or somewhere in between there, you're somewhere in between there, right? But it's good to kick back and play a game of cards or or scrabble or just play with the kids or grandkids. These are good gifts that God wants you to enjoy. Thirdly, value physical recreation. Paul wrote to Timothy, for physical training is of some value. He speaks of the value of it there. He goes on, but godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. We we often focus on the second half of that verse. I want to focus on the first half. I like this because it talks about the value of physical recreation and fitness and sports and, and exercise. But it keeps it all in perspective, doesn't it? Yes, we need to be good stewards of our bodies. And that means keeping a good balance of work, rest, nutrition, exercise, and play. God says physical training has value, but we should not let physical fitness crowd out other important areas in our life. And that's a very important corrective uh, for our culture today. We live in a day and age where some people, it seems, they almost worship. Physical fitness, right? Everything revolves around that. So many are on the quest for the perfect body, but the Bible says that is not where your priorities should, should be. And if you're spending more time on your physical fitness than your spiritual fitness, then something's wrong. Something's out of line there. Physical training has value godliness has value for all things. So value physical recreation. That's one of God's good gifts to us, but keep it in perspective. And then finally under this point, take time to laugh. Right, take time to laugh. Proverbs 17:22 says a cheerful heart is good medicine. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So take time to laugh, once again with family, with friends, have fun. Enjoy a good comedy at the movies or on TV. Feel free to laugh in church. You can always laugh in church when it's appropriate. Laugh in church in small groups. 1 Timothy 6 says this, God richly provides everything for our enjoyment. God created this world the way he did for you to enjoy it. And so that's the second reason why we rest. We rest to enjoy God's good gifts, right? So first of all we rest, why? Because God designed us to rest. Secondly, we rest to enjoy God's good gifts. And then thirdly, we rest because we trust God. We rest because we trust God. There are three areas in particular I want us to look at here where we find that rest comes as a result of trusting God. Where rest comes as a result of trusting God. First of all, we rest because we trust God's provision. God's provision. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. That means I will not lack anything. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. The Lord is your shepherd. He's promised to take care of all of your needs. And when you trust Jesus as your shepherd, He will lead you beside the quiet waters. He will restore your soul. He will give you rest. See, one of the reasons we don't get enough rest sometimes is because we don't trust God's provision. So we start early and we work late. Because we don't really believe that God will take care of us. But God says this in Psalm 127. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. So yes, we are to work hard to provide for our families. We talked about that last week, right? And Yeah, there are times when you might need to work extra hard. Sometimes double shifts, sometimes holding down more than one job. There are those seasons in life, and yet at some point you've got to stop and ask and say, God, is this really what you want me to be doing? Or do I need to slow down and trust you to provide? Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? Is not the body more important than clothes? You see, God doesn't want you working 24-7. And as a Christian, you do not need to work 24-7. Yeah, work hard, but take time for rest. We rest because we trust God's provision. And then we also rest because we trust God's protection. We trust God's protection. David says this in Psalm 4:8. He says, I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. When David's writing these words, he's surrounded by armies. He's surrounded by the enemy. And he says, you know what? I'm up for a good night's sleep tonight. I'm just going to rest. I'm going to sleep in peace. Lord... I'm going to trust your protection. Some of us don't sleep well at night because we are worried and distracted. You know, our head hits the pillow and our mind goes, and ah, we're thinking about this, we're thinking about that, oh no, how are we going to take care of this and all of that, and, and you know, we're just, we need to learn to trust God. Sleep is a reminder to all of us that you cannot do it all. That the world will go on just fine without you for the next eight hours. And that God is the one who is ultimately in charge. And when you learn to trust God, you will sleep so much better. Proverbs 3.24 says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, you're asleep will be sweet. We rest because we trust God's provision. We rest because we trust God's protection. And finally, we rest because we trust God's salvation. Yeah, we saved the best for last. Jesus said this, we read it earlier in the service, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now we're going to talk about this in much more detail next week when we get to our third message in the series, Making Your Faith Count. But for now, I just want you to realize this, that you cannot work for your salvation, When Jesus spoke these words in Matthew, He was speaking to people who were burdened, who were weighed down by the many demands of the law, trying to work to earn God's approval, and He offered them grace and rest. Instead, Hebrews chapter 4 tells us, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters, God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. And so here God applies the Sabbath principle, not only to the physical work we do in the world, but also to those spiritual works that too many of us depend on for our salvation. So let me put it as plainly as I can. There are no works you can do to earn your salvation. Nothing. Nothing and everything. You could do it all. You cannot earn your way to heaven. Jesus did all the work for you. He did it all for you at the cross. And when He finished doing all of that work for you on the cross, what did He do? He rested. He said, It's finished. The work is done. And when you enter God's rest through faith in Christ, then you rest from your work just as God did from his. Still work to do for the Lord, but you rest from your work as a means of approval before God. So make your work count. That was last week. But also make your rest count. As always, Jesus is our perfect example here. Jesus worked, he rested, and he still accomplished everything God the Father sent him to do. Your work is important, but be careful that you don't try to find your identity in your work. Find your identity in the Lord alone. Proverbs 19 says, The fear of the Lord leads to life. Then one rests content, untouched by trouble. We'll let the prophet Jeremiah close it out for us. Jeremiah says this, this is what the Lord says, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. Walk in it. And you will find rest. For your souls. God's word shows us what's the good way. What's the good way that we may walk in it. The Bible gives us the direction we need to balance work with rest. So why do we rest? We rest because God designed us to rest. We rest to enjoy God's good gifts. We rest because we trust God. And that's how you make your rest count. Let us pray. Well, dear Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for these scriptures. Uh, Lord, once again, this may be something that some of us have never thought about, that you want us to rest. You want us to enjoy this beautiful world that you've made, that we shouldn't feel guilty when we're enjoying your good gifts. We should be just returning thanks to you and giving you the glory. And Lord, the, the good gifts that we've had, help us not to take them for granted. Help us to enjoy our family and the food that you give us and, and uh, the times of leisure and rest. and Whether playing with family or playing with our friends, whether it's sports or video games or reading a book or, or just outside walking in nature. Lord, whatever it is, it's part of your good world, Lord. And so, Lord, thank you that, yes, you created us to work, but you also designed us to rest. And we pray that you would help us to learn this balance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.